This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, the federal response to the coronavirus is in full swing as we get a peek into the command center. Two senators want to know why, despite getting a bigger budget, the EEOC is making cuts. And a new survey shows wide-ranging support for allowing transgender people to serve in the military. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Health and Human Services Command Center is ramping up to track the spread of and the number of deaths caused by the coronavirus. HHS is leading the interagency task force, which held its first meeting yesterday. The command center provides real-time data on the spread of the disease. It also helps task force leader HHS Secretary Alex Azar decide to suspend travel to certain countries, initiate quarantines, and declare a public health emergency. Veterans Affairs says it has what it needs to handle the spread of the coronavirus, at least for now. VA is part of the task force monitoring the spread of the virus in the U.S. VA Secretary Robert Wilkie says the department has been in touch with its healthcare workforce about the coronavirus, but no specific message to veterans about how they should prepare. VA says it's also checking its medical supply chain ahead of a possible nationwide pandemic. Fearing a retirement tsunami, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has launched a task force focused on recruiting the people and skills it needs to meet its mission through 2030. Part of that work includes training to give prospective managers the skills they need to supervise others. For mid-level employees uncomfortable with management roles, the agency is also looking at ways to keep them on through technical positions. OPM tells agencies how best to hire cybersecurity workers. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has details. Agencies will continue to face a shortage of cybersecurity workers for the foreseeable future. So the Office of Personnel Management is offering some ideas for how to deal with that talent shortfall, aptitude assessments for current workers and new hires. A new memo outlines existing efforts among civilian and defense agencies that focus on cognitive ability tests, knowledge tests, personality assessments, and interest inventories. OPM surveyed agencies and found a majority do not use aptitude tests today. I'm Jason Miller. The Equal Employment Opportunity Commission is facing staff shortages, and that is raising concern with two Senate Democrats. The number of EEOC employees is down 7% in 2020. Senate Health, Education, Pension, and Labor Committee Ranking Member Patty Murray and Senator Elizabeth Warren say they want an explanation. Congress authorized more funding for EEOC to hire more employees this year. EEOC's 2021 budget proposes another 10% workforce cut. Murray and Warren say those cuts would lead to the lowest staffing levels in 40 years. A bipartisan group of senators mount a strong defense of collective bargaining at the Defense Department. Senators say they have concerns with a recent memo allowing Defense Secretary Mark Esper to exclude DOD civilians from collective bargaining. They say while DOD does need flexibility to respond to national security concerns, collective bargaining is compatible with those interests. Maine Republican Susan Collins is part of the group urging President Trump to reconsider his decision. The Coast Guard does not have a very good picture of what its employees need to meet their mission. A report from the Government Accountability Office says the service only has current workforce assessments for 4% of its unit types. GAO says that's a problem as the Coast Guard is trying to modernize its force. 
The report suggests updating the Coast Guard plan with timeframes and milestones for completing workforce assessments. It also says the service should find out what resources it will need to complete its goal. A Pentagon-funded study finds broad support for transgender people serving in the military. The report says support for transgender service cuts across all branches of the military and ranks. The report recommends lifting the ban President Trump placed on transgender service in 2017. That was after the Obama administration allowed transgender people to openly serve in the military. New data appears to show DOD healthcare beneficiaries are having a harder time finding private sector medical care. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has those details. An analysis of DOD survey data by the Government Accountability Office says 32% of beneficiaries who use TRICARE Select had trouble finding a provider who would accept the health plan. That's up from 27% the year before. People looking for specialty care had more trouble too. 24% said they had problems compared to 18% in 2018. GAO says it's hard to identify a single cause because the TRICARE system has been going through a wide variety of changes over the past two years. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. VA has a new timeline to roll out initial electronic health record capabilities. The plan now is to deploy the EHR at its first site in July. A few extra months may give the department more time to ready new capabilities that were not initially part of the first deployment. Congress offered mixed feedback on VA's timeline and budget the department says it needs to get the work done. VA says it needs $1 billion more this year compared to 2020. Much of the budget increase will support infrastructure upgrades VA says are necessary to support a commercial product. The government's health care payment agency launches a modeling program for more efficient emergency services. Federal News Network's Tom Temin is here with more. The Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services selects 205 organizations to join a five-year payment experiment. It's designed to get people needing emergency services the most rational ones. The Emergency Triage, Treat and Transport Model, or ET3, seeks in part to avoid sending everyone to an emergency room automatically. It incentivizes providers to take people to less acute care facilities or even treat them on scene. The test occurs in 36 states and D.C. I'm Tom Temin. Following a recent spike in sexual assault and sexual harassment allegations, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration has rolled out mandatory training. NOAA launched the training earlier this month, and so far, 40% of its 12,000 employees have completed it. Acting NOAA Director Neil Jacobs said the agency also expects to hire more staff to investigate assault and harassment claims. NOAA reported 22 assault allegations in 2018 and another two cases in 2019. And there's a new champion for taxpayer services. The Treasury Department and IRS have named former KPMG executive Erin Collins as the next permanent national taxpayer advocate. She replaces Nina Olson, who retired last July. Prior to her work in the private sector, Collins spent 15 years as an attorney in the IRS's Office of the Chief Counsel. The National Taxpayer Advocate gives annual updates to Congress on the IRS's level of service to taxpayers. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. You can also follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. 